Galnet News Digest, 8th of June 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Apex transforms the galaxy. Down the back of the sofa. Less terrible than Jupiter. Galnet Audio enters Trappist era. Social scientists have noticed a strange new behaviour exhibited by commanders who own the Odyssey walking about permits. On Thursdays in particular, but sometimes on other days too, commanders can be seen flying to out-of-the-way outposts, disembarking, going to Pioneer Supplies, making a disappointed sound and then returning to their ship. They do this over and over again apparently in the hope that one day they'll stumble across the Grade 3 Dominator suit with the perfect set of engineered modifications for their needs. Thousands of commanders are exhibiting this strange behaviour. Interestingly, many of them are using Apex Interstellar taxis to do the travelling, which certainly takes the strain out of flying to Hutton Orbital and other similar out-of-the-way locations. Apex Interstellar is muscling into ship transfer too. Galactic Logistics has lost the Odyssey contract to Apex Interstellar, as you can see when you transfer one of your ships. And it all works towards an integrated business model, whereby commanders can fly in a taxi ahead of their ships and then get another Apex employee to bring their ship along after. Just think how painless a trade community goal can be, the Apex way. Fill your cutter or Type 9 with whatever goods it is they want, take a taxi to the CG station, Transfer your laden ship, supervise the unloading, and then fly back for another load. If it worked reliably, it would be an entirely transformative service. But sometimes, your ship arrives and you find it's been space-pirated, and the hold is completely empty. Further work is needed before Apex can become the one-stop shop for all your travel and trading needs. Operation Ida and the other station repair crews are back in business following the mix-up with repair supplies on the 27th of May. All the supplies at all the starports damaged by Thargoids went missing, all at the same time, and there were concerns that they had been lost or stolen, and that the station repair effort had been completely in vain. It turns out that the supplies were there all the time, safe and sound, but they'd been entrusted to the staff at Pioneer Supplies to look after. Pioneer have a huge supply of Grade 3 Maverick, Artemis and Dominator suits, all fully engineered, but the staff are so used to pretending they're completely out of stock whenever you drop by, they instinctively did the same thing when Operation Ida asked about the station repair supplies. Now that the management of the starport repair supplies has been taken away from Pioneer Supplies, we can see that Artemis Lodge has all the supplies it needs to become fully operational on Thursday, with a good possibility that Betancourt Base may also complete its repairs on the same day. Donars Oak, Arks Faith and Corrigan Terminal are beginning to make progress towards repair. There's a long way to go, but with the accounting systems fully operational once more, it's only a matter of time and effort. With no stations left burning, and no more than a marginal Thargoid presence in the last four systems, things are looking good for the puny meat bags. 
Varg the Mighty and his eight-legged army have properly been sent packing. The second Cordana makes war to rid the galaxy of the Jupiter Division isn't going well. But it doesn't need to go well. It just needs to go better than the Jupiter Division side of the war, and in terms of setting low bars, the Jupiter Division takes some beating. Galactic support for the corporist takeover of the Federation, the ousting of President Hudson and the release from the darkest dungeon of ex-Cordanamics CEO Jupiter Rochester, is at best meagre, with fewer than a thousand commanders fighting on behalf of the Breakaway Division. By comparison, the 3,500 commanders fighting for core dynamics in the Federation seems quite respectable. The Federal establishment seems likely to reach the minimum level of attainment, which should be just enough to ensure that the Jupiter Division is wiped off the face of the galaxy once and for all. The outcome should be known on Thursday. The Pilots' Federation has unilaterally and without notice stopped issuing spoken versions of its Galnet News articles. Known as Galnet Audio, the normal written Galnet articles are read out by celebrity AI newsreader Amy. Or at any rate they were, up until the Bulletin on Monday the 17th of May, which reported on the campaign trail clashes between the candidates in the Alliance Prime Ministerial election. When the next bulletin came out on Thursday the 20th, proclaiming the community drives that would determine Alliance policies for the next six years, it did so in complete silence. Galnet newsreader Amy admitted that the decision was because of stiff competition in the spoken news category. It's such a crowded market with the Burr Pit, Obsidian Ant, Galactic Public Radio and Creek Re all reporting the news. What need is there for the Pilots' Federation's own spoken news bulletins? And of course Galnet News Digest is just so good. They seem to publish almost before the press releases have been issued, and with the Pilots' Federation having to translate the articles into Samoan, Ancient Greek and Aztec before they can publish, it's just not a level playing field. If anyone wants me, I'll be in the bar at Jameson Memorial. And with that, she flounced off. And understandably so. After all, who could possibly sound better reading the Galnet News than me? <sighs> oh dear. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs>